Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Millennials Anonymous. Yes, my name is Liz and I'm a millennial. So we got to get things started right. But before we do, I got to let you guys know, thank you so much for tuning in on Friday at 11 a.m. to watch Brunching. You can watch it again live this upcoming week on the 27th. And we will be live. It's going to be the last show of the year. So we're really excited about that. We're going to talk about all of these past topics that have happened throughout the year. And like our still kind of get our opinions on them, see if our opinions have changed on them. We're going to talk about some of the people who've uh, passed away this year and just kind of go in. And of course, we got to talk about the new updated trending topics and all of those types of things. Of course, the meet me up the week and we'll have sports corner this week and talking with the guru. So we got a lot to get to and to just kind of go through. And of course, it's so much fun. The show is so much fun, and if you're not watching it, I don't know what you're doing with your life. Because you need to be watching it. Because it's just one of them shows where it, it's, it gives you a different perspective. We all give you a different perspective. So we're giving you commentary, but the commentary is it's told with a, a more real spin, which is something that you don't often hear. So <laughs> if you want to hear people give you some, some realness and different views on things, please feel free to tune in to Brunching. You can also watch it on YouTube. And in on Twitter or Periscope, you can do that. I usually will share it on Twitter and Periscope and you can find it on all major platforms as well. So that was that. And we are coming up with that like bonus episode for the concert with Meg Thee Stallion and the Winterfest. So that should be coming up real soon. So we'll have that for you shortly. But we got to get things started. We got to talk about what's going on today in the world. And so today we're going to talk a little bit about impeachment. Okay, because I've been hearing a lot of people talk about impeachment. So we got to talk about impeachment. And we are going to talk a little bit about this whole thing that's going on with Nick Cannon and Eminem since it seems like it's not going anywhere. Um, and I got my own perspectives on what I think is happening and what I think is going on because I'm not so sure this is like, like legitimate, legitimate, you know what I mean? So we're going to see what, what's happening and what my opinions are on that as well. And we're going to talk about a couple of other things, but before we can do that, we do have to talk about the top 10 trending topics of the week. So let's get it started. So a Seattle nonprofit director actually was fired after they had an adult performer hired for a charity event when some people started to complain when this performer actually started to remove articles of clothing. I'm not sure who they hired, but or if you've ever worked in a nonprofit, but it is really hard to get people to part with their coins. Actually, the amount of donations have gone down steadily over the last, what, four or five years. And so I, it's hard. You got to get the people out of there, the coins. And I guess they figured, I don't know if this director is a man or a woman, but I guess they figured, you know, when, when people take their clothes off, I guess they might have forgot where they were and they might have started giving money like they was in a strip club. I don't know. Maybe that was their thoughts or opinions on it. I don't know what their process is. I really don't. But moving on, Nancy Pelosi has a risky new strategy to withhold the impeachment articles from the Senate until further notice and she believes that the senate will actually give the trial a chance so right now she's trying to protect democracy in her words or terms and ryan's toy reveal if you don't know who that is go wake up your kids and they will be able to tell you or go get your kids if you are like me your kids are probably on break 
So you can go and ask them and I'm sure they can tell you who he is if they're under the age of 10 maybe even the age of 12, Ryan's toy review raked in, well, listen to this, a whopping $26 million this year, not last year, this year, which means that last year, I think he raked in like 10 or seven, like something like that, like 10 million or something. This kid got, he got games. He has like clothes and shoes and cereal. And cause my daughter picked up the box and I was like, what is this? She knew exactly who he was. She was, she's three, well, she's four now and happy birthday to her. She's a sad, just how our is, but she's four years old and she knows exactly who he is oh that's ryan so i'm like oh okay i whatever whatever i'm about to start playing with toys too i'm just saying and little takashi also known as teriyaki pterodactyl or whatever people are calling him these days is getting two years in prison after he testified against everybody his mama and them and everybody else and he's still getting two years in prison. So I, my best goes out to him. My best goes out to Lord Takashi. Um, because yeah, yeah, Lil Tekken is gonna be in for it. Uh, he really, and it's not even that he necessarily testified for me. Like some people call him a snitch and everything. That's not even it. It's the fact that you, you, you know, you went along with this whole lifestyle you made other kids think this whole lifestyle was legitimate or not even legitimate. The thing to do is what I mean. Not legitimate. We all know it's a bunch of bull crap. But you made all the kids think you you need to live this lifestyle to be like this hardcore dude. Knowing that you wasn't even a hardcore dude. Perpetuating gang affiliations and all of this madness that this is what you need to do and this is a good thing people were saying treyway and all this stuff with bandanas and stuff people grandmothers and stuff they didn't even know what it meant and so i'm like come on you did all of that for that you need listen listen so listen mr terrier for that's my good sir i'm glad you're serving two years Anyway, a 16-year-old girl, actually, she tricked us all. We were all our hearts and our breaths of gasp, only to find out that she actually staged her own kidnapping in order to get away from her mother, who allegedly, some people were saying is controlling, some people were saying they're trying to move back to Honduras, whatever the case may be, she ran away with her 23-year-old boyfriend, and the kidnapping was caught on camera, which I'm pretty sure she didn't know that camera was there. I'm pretty sure of that. And a lot of people comparing her to Jussie Smollett. And no, she is not like Jussie or Juicy, as I like to call him. Thanks to Mr. Chappelle. It's not the same. She's a 16-year-old girl. I think we got to give her some a little bit of grace. Just a little bit of grace because she's 16 years old. But anyway, and Eddie Murphy returns to Saturday Night Live in epic fashion. He was absolutely hilarious. A lot of the skits were funnier than I've seen them in a really long time. I really don't watch Saturday Night Live all that often. Occasionally, I'll catch a skit here or there. Most of the time, I just catch the opening because that's usually the funniest skit to me. But... Uh, this one this show was hilarious and if you did not see the monologue it was absolutely epic it, he brought out Chris Rock he brought out Tracy Morgan he brought out Dave Chappelle it was like a powerhouse of black comedians when I tell you it was the powerhouse of black comedians and I was just thinking like 
if they did a comedy show together, that would be the shit of the year, of the century, of the decade. Well, I'm doing it backwards. So century, yeah, of the century. That's 100 years. So they need to. They need to do that because they were all funny in their own right. You can see it like Tracy Morgan kind of got that like real funny dad vibe. I don't know. He kind of gives me that like funny dad vibe. You have like Chris Rock more that that political dry humor. Then you have Eddie just kind of being a legend that he is because he kind of like encompasses a little bit of, of both of those. And then you have Dave Chappelle is just like the I don't give a fuck kind of comedian. So I was like, they all bring a different kind of like element a realm. And you know that, like I said, Chris Rock is one of my all time favorite comedians. So I think they should do that. But he did an amazing job. If you haven't had a chance to see it, you can go back and see it on pretty much all major platforms. Go on YouTube and look for Saturday Night Live and you can watch the episode. And the Democratic National Debate took place as well. And now we're starting to see a couple of front runners. There weren't many people on the stage this time. So if a lot of you are saying, well, I'm tired of getting whiplash to seeing people go back and forth. The field is starting to narrow. And you were seeing pe people like uh, Mayor Pete Buttigieg, who actually was starting to go on the defensive because people are going after him. We saw Elizabeth Warren kind of take hold. And a lot of people are saying that they believe she won the debate. Joe Biden is Joe Biden. Uh, we had Bernie is Bernie, and you know Bernie with the hands, and I'm I throw my hands up when I talk too, so I like Bernie. Amy Klobuchar was Amy Klobuchar, and Tom Steyer. Um, yeah, he was there too, and of course Andrew Yang. Uh, so we had those individuals there. Um, so we'll see what happens, but that was the Democratic National Debate. Like I said, they said more than one. And Nick Cannon actually is inviting 50 Cent to Wallen out. He extends an invitation to him, whether or not he will accept him on that. I don't know. We're going to talk a little bit more about that in a minute. And Inigo Hart actually cries about the cheating scandal with Kevin Hart in their Netflix trailer. So that's coming out soon. I don't know. I mean, I know in the trailer, Kevin said like he's always been real transparent about his life. But I feel like I don't know how true that is because I was like, if that was the case, wouldn't we have known about your cheating as you were cheating, not after you were caught cheating, if you were completely transparent? So I don't know about that. And I don't know if this is like... I don't know. I'm just not. I mean, if I see it, I see it. If I don't, I don't. I mean, he's had an amazing transformation. I will say that he's come a long way since the accident. But uh, I don't know if it's something that I'm really like gotta see. So if I see it, I see it. And it's on Netflix for all of you. If you look for that documentary, I don't have the name of it right here, but look for it. You'll see it. It'll be featured. And Miss Miss Kentucky or former Miss Kentucky is actually locked up now for sending nude photos to a 15 year old through Snapchat. And his parents found out and they reported it to the police. So she may get up to two years in prison, 50 years of probation, and she has to register as a sex offender for her entire life. So we shall see. She deserves more than that. I don't know. She's 29 years old. So I don't know what 29-year-old woman would want to send a 15-year-old. And it says they actually exchange photos. So I guess he sent her photos. She sent him photos. Why a 29-year-old woman wants that from a 15-year-old? I don't know. I, I just and this keeps happening and I keep saying like what the fuck is going on in Kentucky because we this is not the first time 
this happened. I, I'm trying to figure out what is going on in Kentucky. <laughs> like, they, this is not the first story that has gone. Yeah. So, we're going to leave that alone. Because I don't, I don't even know what's going on over there. But that has been your top 10 trending topics of the week. So, now we got to get into it. Oh, okay. So, what am I talking about today? Impeachment. Why am I talking about impeachment? Because it just happened and it's unprecedented. And a lot of people have been asking me. I've gotten a lot of questions and I've been seeing a lot of stuff on Facebook. People either asking me my opinion on it. Like, what do you think is going to happen? Do you think it's going to be removed from office? Do you think this was a mistake? And then I've been seeing people post up. And so I decided I'm going to say something. So here's what I'm saying on the matter. So let's just start from the beginning um because i've seen a lot of people who watch like five hours of cnn or five hours of fox news and now they're political analysts or a political strategist which i am not so if you're listening to this for political strategy that is not what this is this is me giving you commentary and my opinion on what's happening right now so that's not what i'm about to do but yes we've seen those people that watch five hours of cnn or fox news roll eyes and now they know everything there's needed to know about impeachment and the government which is an absolute lie it's just false and then you've seen people that have been going blindly because they they kind of vaguely know what impeachment is so they think that that means that donald trump is no longer the president i've even saw a post where somebody said the assistant president is even worse than donald trump I'm like who the fuck is the assistant president does he work part-time on mondays wednesdays and thursdays huh he worked third shift he come in on third shift maybe we need one maybe we need an assistant vice president assistant president not vice president assistant president maybe we need one of them somebody go get one we need one put that in there put that in there somewhere put it in the constitution or wherever we need to put it we need one asap but I've been seeing it all. And the reason why I wanted to do this is because I just wanted to give a little bit of backstory. <clears throat> One, on my opinion, since people have been asking me, which is, I, I, I appreciate that you've been asking me for my opinion. And then two is to put some perspective on it. Because I've seen a lot of people who are worried now. If you are a Republican, PSA, you're not gonna like this podcast. You're just not. And I'm not a political person, but I do speak the truth. And I, I would say that I have more of an independent mindset. Like I don't go Democrat just because it's a Democrat. Cause there's a lot of things that have happened on the democratic side that I don't agree with. I think there's a lot of things that are being pushed by some of the presidential candidates that I don't agree with. I think that it's, it's unrealistic. I think that it's going to cost too much money on the United States taxpayers. I just don't agree with it. But on the same note, I agree even less with a lot of the things on the Republican Party. I do not, I, for whatever reason, there's a lot of things that happen on the Republican side that I just don't agree with. But I tend to vote on based on policy and based on how that policy impacts me directly and my family directly and not on party. But with that being said, you're probably not going to like this particular episode because it's not anti-impeachment so just so that you know you may not like this particular episode all right so here's the thing so here's what impeachment is not 
in the or what just happened so what just happened was donald trump was impeached in the house which is the congress if you didn't know the difference between the the two so the the house is the congress the congress is the one that just drafted up the two articles of impeachment okay and that does not mean that he's going to be removed from office it is not that simple it is a very arduous process it is not cut and dry even figuring out what would constitute high crimes and misdemeanors is not cut and dry so i think that a lot of people think that it is but i think the impeachment process because it is so rare is not as simple as people think it is okay so had to take a sip of water i've been i've been choked up or something my throat is dry i don't know what's going on with the world but anyway let me move on because you know me i'm a sidebar kind of sidebar kind of girl so the intelligence committee announced their findings in a 300 page report that they passed on to the house judiciary committee which held its own hearings with legal experts and congressional staffs and attorneys so this is something that it's been going on for a while so what you've been seeing is not the impeachment trial what you've been seeing is an impeachment inquiry which is basically different committees in congress that were doing investigations to see if impeachment in fact was the next or necessary step to take and so house republicans also released their own report in response and everything so this on on uh tuesday House Judiciary Chairman Jerry Nadler, he introduced the two articles of impeachment against the president, which showed an abuse of power and obstruction of Congress. So this, these two articles of impeachment basically came from a lot of the things that you heard in the impeachment inquiry. So the resolution, and this comes directly from PBS, the resolution states that Donald Trump used the power of his office to solicit foreign inf interference in the 2020 presidential election by pushing Ukraine to announce investigations that could benefit his reelection campaign. It also charges that the president with obstruction the House investigation by defying congressional subpoenas for documents and testimony relevant to the inquiry. So that's what these two articles of impeachment mean. So if you want to read more, this came directly from PBS uh, and it will tell you exactly it's the articles of impeachment that have been filed against Trump. I don't see the, and it was written by Candace Norwood. So you can go look that up. Very well written article, very informative. And so basically what the impeachment is supposed to do is to check the executive branch so that the president is not a monarch he can't do what he wants to do at any time that he decides that he wants to do it so article 2 in section 4 of the constitution states that the president vice president and all civil officers of the united states shall be removed from office on impeachment for the conviction of treason bribery and other high crimes and misdemeanors and the house of representatives is responsible for impeachments while the united states senate job is to try all impeachments while the chief justice of the supreme court resides over that trial so According to the House of Representative Archives, impeachments proceedings have been open more than 60 times in U.S. history, and this comes from live science, but only eight cases have led to Senate removing the impeached official. 
All eight were U.S. judges. Two presidents, Andrew Johnson and William Jefferson Clinton, have been impeached by the House, but neither was removed from office by the Senate. And of course, Richard Nixon was impeached, but he resigned. So it, they didn't uh, actually remove him, him from office. And so we're looking and seeing something that is actually being played out. It, it's unprecedented. We've not seen anything quite like this before because I've had people say uh, this is like Bill Clinton and they did this and now they're going to lose all the seats. So here's my thought. I took another sip of water. Forgive me. Here's my thought. I do not believe that this is, first of all, the crimes are different, totally different. You have, you have Bill Clinton who just was trying to hide a BJ from his wife. You know what I mean? He got his, his friend a job, like Chris Rock said. Who ain't get a friend a job from a friend? So as Chris Rock said. So it's, it was very different. Also, when you look at the how it went down, it wasn't as partisan as it is now. So there were some Democrats who also supported the impeachment. And so you saw the things play out. So the Democrats allowed for this trial to play out and they allowed for witnesses. And they, I think they investigated everybody, his cousin, mother, uncle, brother, the barista he went to one time, the cab driver he had, like they really went through it. Like we was seeing all kind of stuff and they allowed it to happen or the, not allowed it, but the, the Democrats were open to seeing it now they didn't impeach him because really what he did didn't impact the american people per se um and then also with bill clinton i think a lot of the the republicans lost their seats not just because of the impeachment and the waste of american tax dollars and all of the things that went down with that but I think that a lot of it was because people like Clinton. Clinton's approval rating was really high. We were in the 90s. The 90s was the dot-com era. So a lot of the middle, middle class families were making tons of money in stock. So for the first time in a long time, the American middle class was able to kind of like reap and tap into the new wealth that was pouring into this country. We had a surplus under Clinton and people just genuinely liked him. He just was a very likable president we don't have that now so people although the economy they're telling us based on stock is doing well just because the stocks are doing well doesn't mean that other people are being able to access them because like i said a lot of the the stocks back then in the dot-com era people got them for very cheap and they kind of like boomed we that's not what we're seeing now and so it's a different time and now more people are being shut out of because we've had things that have happened that people lost all of their savings, the housing bubble, uh, you know, the whole Enron scandal. We had a couple of those where people got scammed out of their, their life savings and retirement money. And so less people have access into the stock. And if less people have access into the stock, does it really matter if the stock market is soaring? If only a percentage, a small percentage of America actually has access to that wealth? So I think that over time that's going to play out. I think also with with Bill Clinton, I think he was he was a centrist. So he did appease the some of the Republican talking points. So with the 1994 crime bill and talking about super predators and stuff like that. So he used some of those re Republican talking points. So he was able to talk to both sides. Donald Trump is very partisan. And so he he's not really reaching out across aisles. You're not really seeing him reach out to Democratic voters. 
as he really doesn't care. He's always played to his base and he's going to continue to play to his base. So I think it's very different. And I don't think that the impact of this impeachment is going to be the same outcome for for Donald Trump, President Trump. I don't I don't foresee that. I think it's because also this is very unprecedented. We've never had this happen in such an open manner before. And because we've never seen this happen in such an open manner, I, I, there was only one option for Nancy Pelosi. And for Nancy Pelosi, I think that she she's a very strategic person. She's a very good politician. And she originally wasn't on board with impeachment. And so he pretty much put our back up against the wall because it's like, do I do nothing and allow him to continue to proceed with this behavior? Or do I make a historic precedented event occur, which is impeachment, to let future presidents know that this is not okay. How court cases are usually, especially in, on the Supreme Court level, when they use precedent in order to determine what to do in cases, in court cases, they will look at past rulings, right? They will look at past rulings so that it makes sure that the results are consistent so that the law actually works as it's supposed to and it's not uneven so that's why they use precedent and i think that's what she did here she made sure that if there's more ridiculous candidates and we are going to get more ridiculous than donald trump he's not the last he's the first and so in i don't know by ridiculous i mean we're gonna have it on both sides you're gonna have ridiculous democrats you're gonna have ridiculous republicans that don't listen to anyone and do what they want so if she didn't do that we would see a trend of people just kind of doing what they want. And what she did was make sure that in the future, if someone else does this, they will look back, Congress will look back, the Senate will look back and say, hey, this is not okay. Look at what they did back then. This is an impeachable offense. Because I think a lot of the confusion came forth of what is what is impeachable and what is not an impeachable offense. And I think with her doing that, now you clearly know if you try to bribe a foreign leader to give you information on your political opponents, clearly, clearly, even if it is not explicitly said, it is an impeachable offense. You know, even if you dance around it, it's an impeachable offense. And so I think what she did makes a lot of a lot of sense for us in the future to protect us. So this wasn't about Donald Trump as much or President Trump as much as this was about the American Constitution, about Americans in general and making sure that they're keeping people accountable. If you don't get that, you need to do more research. This is something that Nancy or Speaker Pelosi did in order to ensure that we have checks and balances. So this was not a referendum on, on President Trump, even though this was based on his behavior, but it is also to stop it. Cause she knows it's going to the Senate. She knows that the Senate is a majority held Senate. You think she doesn't know that? She knows that. And so the fact that she did that, that's what this is for. Now, like I said, who knows? Some people may change their mind. You may find that there are some senators that get a, a change of heart and say, you know what? You're right. Do I want President Bernie Sanders doing this? Probably not. What I want President Elizabeth Warren doing one third of the things that we allowed President Donald Trump to do? Probably not. Do I want President Andrew Yang to be able to call, you know, Ukraine and get information on his upcoming political rivals? No, 
No. So you may have people decide that they want to change their mind. Or should I dare say President Hillary Rodham Clinton doing anything. Loitering in front of the local gas station. With anything. Because they, I, I don't know what it is with Republicans and Hillary Clinton. But they really don't like her. But I'm just saying, Hillary, that's not that's not a, a whistle for you. Um, please sit down. We're good. We're good, honey. But my point is, is that this is what this was for. Maybe it might change some minds. Maybe it might change some minds. Because I think also the American public's view on it. Because a lot of the American public supported the impeachment inquiry. So I think that this also is a way to maybe kind of push some of those senators in the right direction. Because if the American public generally agrees with this and agrees with impeachment, what can they say? Because the Senate is supposed to be a representation in the Congress of the American public, not of their own views, not because they're friends. It is supposed to be a representation of the United States citizens. They are supposed to be representing us and our wants and our needs and our what we want. But it seems like that's not what's happening. And some of the things that they've said in these trials, I mean, in, in the voting, not the trial, in the voting was absolutely ridiculous. They compared them to Jesus. They compared it to Pearl Harbor. Like all of these are things that you will never hear in your lifetime. You will never, hear, never will you hear anybody compare the the persecution of Jesus to the president of the United States, except for now. And so I think that's what the, what Speaker Pelosi was trying to do. I think she's trying to get us back to a system of normalcy because we've been out of whack for a while and it's just, it's not okay. Like every single day we've been getting and seeing something. It's too much. Like I don't even watch, I, I can't watch CNN or MSNBC anymore. Like it's, it's too much. Every day is something. And I'm so exhausted from, from hearing about it. And I also am tired of people saying, well, maybe they can get something done. They've passed like over 400 some bills in the in the Congress. A lot of it dies in the Senate. But they, they have, you know, they're doing stuff. And so that's why I'm, I'm telling people, you need to do some more research. Don't just sit there and watch the news because they only have a limited time spot. So they can't talk about everything. So go and do some research. But the questions you asked me, do I think he's going to be removed from office? No. Do I think that she did the right thing? Yes. Do I think that this is going to change things in the future? Yes. Do I think that the Democrats are going to regret this? At this time, no, I don't. I, I don't think so. But only time will tell. I'm not a genie. So we'll just have to wait and see. Okay, and so Nancy Pelosi actually, she actually with, is withholding the articles of impeachment. And I believe that withholding the articles of impeachment actually will be beneficial to the Democrats because like I said, as soon as it gets to the Senate, it's gonna die. As soon as it gets there, they're not gonna really hold a trial. And this is one of, also one of the differences between the Clinton uh, impeachment is because it was it was bipartisan and, and they allowed it to play out. So the Democrats allowed it to, to play out. They allowed the to have the trial and witnesses and they weren't 
trying to block it because this is what the constitution says and the people and the of course the house and the senate have the right to impeach a president and you have the right to check him so that didn't happen then so we'll see what had happened but she's being mighty patty i should put the hands out like she does for uh you know president donald trump behind him because i will say she's she's a great politician she i it, she's playing a game now like i said some of the some of the scholars will say that she can't do that and she's blocking the senate from actually fulfilling their constitutional duties of holding a senate trial however because the house actually is the one that called this vote because the house is the one that has all of the power and the duties to start the impeachment inquiry and to impeach the president technically she's still within her rights to withhold these articles until she appoints officers to take it over to the senate so i don't know how this is going to play out i'm pretty sure she has a long game strategy for doing this and i'm sure this is also something she probably knew going in that she was going to do this so I, we just gotta wait and see what happens and what it plays out but i think i believe that the democrats should be okay that's just my opinion like i said homeless the homelessness rate has gone up steadily for the third year in a row so despite what people are saying there's a lot of people who are still feeling it right there's a lot of people who are not doing better so we need to also look at that he cut food stamps so not only black people because a lot of people think it's just black people uh-uh a lot of them people in them red states are about to feel the heat because he cut food stamps that is not specific to black people and so white people are going to start to feel some of the shifts that he's making and he's going to impact some of those lower class families so we're going to see a shift and i believe that the democrats should be just fine only time will tell because i could completely eat my words and the democrats lose every seat and they flip the house and it, it could happen it, it could who knows to be totally honest with you i, I didn't see the donald trump train coming until it was here and it, it once it was here it was here but i think i was in denial so I, we you, you never know maybe i'm still in denial but we'll see so let's talk a little bit about nick cannon and this eminem beef so there's been about 50 hundred uh districts uh dropped within the last couple weeks uh this all started because of eminem actually going on to the song that he has with fat joe and he made some statements about mariah and it didn't necessarily sit well mariah and nick curry nick curry listen to me <laughs> oh, that's a freudian slip nick cannon and it didn't sit well with nick and so Nick decided that he was going to go out and he was going to make a diss track with a bunch of different people in Wildin' Out and Suge Knight. And so there's, there's a total of three now. And we have three rap diss tracks that have gone through eminem has yet to respond except for he, he made a couple hit backs on when he came out with uh, the invitation and i think eminem 
came back on Twitter and he said that a lot of stuff he was saying wasn't true. So he had defended himself against a couple of the things that Nick Cannon said, but he still has not made a record. Now, Eminem did come out with a, a, a song, but it wasn't a direct hit back on Nick Cannon. So it's funny to see what will happen because they said he he tweets souls of mischief lyrics at andre 3000 but he hasn't really said anything back to nick cannon which it was canceled invitation is the the diss track that just came out with him using the infamous lyrics from a i guess you can say like a mixtape track that eminem did a long time ago so it was back in like the 90s and well, the 90s or early 2000s and he did this diss track that said black girls are stupid or black girls are dumb and they're like gold diggers and so he put that on as the hook and he pretty much called Eminem the modern day racist and he said he's a part of the KKK and all of this type of stuff so here's my thing and then he invited 50 Cent I think he invited him what a couple days ago yeah, I think it was a couple days ago. He invited him on to Wildin' Out. And so my thing is this. I'm personally believing that this is a, a publicity stunt when brunching. Terry kind of mentioned this too. I wasn't completely in... I wasn't completely... <laughs> convinced that this was a publicity stunt but now I'm kind of believing that it's a publicity stunt simply because he acts he challenges 50 cent to a wilding out beef and I'm like well why would you why would you do that like why would you want 50 because 50 cent is not in this the beef is not with 50 cent it's with Eminem so why would you invite him on your show knowing that 50 Cent is the biggest troll of them all? Like that's just what he does. He is the king of petty and he's going to bring you ratings. And this is why I don't know. I know that uh, Terry was saying like they have shoes coming out or they have some merchandise or something is happening. Maybe the new season of Wild and Out is dropping. I, I, I don't remember exactly, but I know that there's things that he's trying to promote. I definitely remember Terry saying that there's a shoe coming out. So if he's trying to sell merchandise and he's trying to boost his ratings on Wild and Out, this would make sense to me. If no one is really checking for the shoes that he's coming out, and I don't know if people still watch Wild and Out. I don't think I've... I, so I'm a little older I'm a little older than most people. Most well, I'm not gonna say most people. Listen to me. I'm I'm an older set millennial, so I'm on the higher range of things. Uh, '80s baby, but still a millennial. So I'm a, I was born in in '85. So a lot of the when Wildin' Out was big and popping and new, I, I was probably watching it because I think it's on what like 70 million seasons now. But over time, it, I kind of grew out of the knock-knock jokes and like the your mama this and your mama that just because I'm in my 30s now. So it's just not my thing. 14 seasons is what it is. I just looked it up. So I would say that it's a possibility that maybe he's doing this in order to increase his ratings. 
And if he's trying to sell a shoe that's coming out, he would potentially be able to sell a shoe because people are going to be looking for the next thing. People are going to be checking for it. People are going to want to know what's going on. So I don't know if this is legitimate because they've had this beef for a while because truly Nick Cannon didn't have to respond to Eminem at all. Now, I'm not going to say that that Eminem is not wrong. Eminem is dead as wrong because if you've been like allegedly him and Mariah were in a relationship, if that were the case, I would say if you guys were together that long ago, shut the fuck up like you know it's don't keep talking about me don't talk about what you had and what you potentially had and if you think he's weak or soft whatever my thing is why are you still talking about that but on the flip side it's like it's in a song it's a, a rap song and a lot of times rappers don't always it's not always 100% legitimate everything that's in those songs because you have to rhyme and so sometimes the words and stuff that come out don't necessarily make sense but lyrically (laughs) I mean if you're a good lyricist it should make sense but you have to be able to keep it going and it has to make sense everybody's not doing that bouncing ball rap you know some people actually have a flow and those people sometimes you got to say some stuff that might not be a hundred percent accurate you know we not fact checking rap most of the time most of the time we don't fact check check rap maybe we should i don't know but i feel like that's that he kind of could just let it let it go like just let it go like you know no one's gonna know about this no one's gonna care so that's like it was Melissa Ford was talking about the game mentioning her on a song and she said that that like ruined her career or something like that and I'm like no one was listening to that song until you brought it up like if you stop talking about it people I guarantee you our attention spans are so short that I guarantee you if you stop talking about it it will go away the only reason why things don't go away is because people keep them going if people would let stuff go it would go away especially stuff that it don't really it's not life or death it's not really impacting you because I think her biggest issue and this is kind of like going off away from Eminem and them Eminem and them listen to me that's a there you go Eminem and Nick Cannon but for Melissa Ford, I think her biggest issue or her biggest concern was the fact that he said she was driving a Honda Accord. She was like, well, I was driving a Mercedes. I'm like, it's some great people that drive Honda Accords. Like, listen, baby, it's some rich people that drive Honda Accords. The reason why some of y'all back in the day was driving Mercedes is the same reason why some of y'all have the bare minimum of money because you may have some money, but you could have had a lot more if you invested it better. Like, those are the things that I don't understand. Like, we value the wrong issues. And I was like, I don't think him saying that necessarily ruined your career, especially being that her career was being a video vixen. I, I, I That to me, I think probably being a video vixen probably is a bigger or huge more huge barrier into mainstream than anything else because it's going to be harder for you to be able to transcend out of that image that you built 
into something else. Now, there have been people that were able to do it, but if you're a black woman, sometimes it's a lot harder. Like, Kim Kardashian is white. So, of course, she can do a sex tape. Paris Hilton can do a sex tape. Pam Anderson can do a sex tape. And they will ex they will transcend to something else. But when it comes to a black woman, look at Lawrence Fishburne's daughter. She got into porn because she thought she could do what Kim Kardashian does, and she's still in porn. Like, it is very hard for a black woman to change her image or the way she is seen, especially when she's it becomes her claim to fame so I, I don't know if he's the one that ruined her career but like I said anybody that's doing this you don't have to respond just let it go it will die that's why I feel like Nick Cannon should have just let it go just just let it go it will die Eminem was trying he was seeking attention he's trying to sell a record he's trying to sell songs Eminem is controversy that's what he is without doing that Eminem doesn't sell records like I don't know why people don't understand that. Like, why don't you understand that? That is who he is. If he doesn't have controversy behind him, he's not doing it right. He's been controversial since the beginning. And now that he's, what, in his 40s or something like that? Like, I mean, millennials and Generation Z ain't checking for Eminem. Period. I, I mean, I hate to say it but they're not and it's no knock on Eminem he's a, he's a great lyricist but they're just not they you have some millennials that don't even really respect the amazingness that is Beyonce like you there's that's just it's just how it is like I think if they're not used to hearing you or seeing you it's going to be harder and harder and harder for you to sell records so especially if you don't appeal to the young younger generations and like I said he's a lyricist younger people don't care about that they care about beat they're not listening to words if they actually listen to the words and you actually printed out half the songs that are on the radio today you would be like huh what what is this like none of them are actually looking for actual lyricists now no one none of them no not none of Okay, I take that back. Maybe it's a few. Maybe like 10. There's 10 Generation Z out there in the world that actually care about the lyrics. The rest of them care about the beat and the image. That is it. And so uh, I, that's why I feel like Nick Cannon fell into the bait. He fell into the bait because that's exactly what Eminem was trying to do. He was just trying to bait you in, buddy, and you fell for it. I, I think that we do need to take a look at the lyrics that in Eminem, I guess we are in the time where people will dig stuff up in your past and they're going to ask you to answer for it. And they're going to hold you accountable for it. So God help me if I ever become famous because I've said and I've tweeted and I've Facebook so much nonsense over the years. I couldn't tell you what's on my page. Like I would have to literally go back and look through all of it to see the nonsense that's out there. Not excusing Eminem, but I'm pretty sure we all got some problematic posts in our past. I can guarantee it. Uh, we were not all saints all the time. So especially if you're a talker and a person that kind of like says what they want and you're kind of open, you're going to have some controversial stuff in your past. But I think we do need to talk about it because I know Terry was saying that Eminem needs to respond now. Because at first I said that he didn't, but he does. Now Eminem does have to respond. If he does not respond, it makes it seem true. It makes it seem like he really is a racist. Although he could say, I mean, he could allow it to blow over. 
because like I said, this rat beef is not really a beef. I mean, it's not really a beef. He could allow it to blow over, but the only issue with that is, is that he will always be looked at as if he lost. So if you, if as a rapper and a battle rapper, if you want to go away to look like you lost or because he came out with this album and you couldn't, or this diss track and you couldn't really you couldn't defend it it doesn't necessarily look good in in history but it will go away i mean it's not like people are going to be digging for this like oh i mean remember that time like nobody's digging for this unless he can comes back out again so if his intention is to continue rapping then you might want to say something and also I think because of the type of lyrics that he said I think that's it's worthy of something because when I heard the interview with somebody else pulled it up to him his response about why he said it or why he did it wasn't very good like it wasn't a good excuse for why he did it I don't know if he was salty because maybe a black girl got him on some money or something I, I don't know but he for whatever reason his excuse wasn't very good and mm, so I, i hope eminem does say something just for the fact of black women and saying something to black women about what he said but i mean nick cannon is just as problematic so i'm tired of people also saying that he won and this is so damning for for eminem whereas nick cannon has some very controversial things that he has also said about black women so in in about white women like he said white women they're, they're like a prize because they're his grandfather couldn't have them and so because his grandfather couldn't have them it is it is like a prize a token prize to have a white woman as opposed to a black woman also you kind of got to look at his history of the people that he's dated i don't know nick you you kind of controversial in and of yourself so there's other things that he said in the past that are not they're like okay like he he has a problematic past himself maybe not black girls are dumb problematic but it problematic in and of itself so i don't know i, I don't know who should do what at this point but i'm really hoping that the diss track stop because nick cannon is not a rapper and i don't care what people say he put that lyric on there because the only reason why it was more compelling is because of eminem's own lyrics so eminem really beat eminem in a in the rap battle because even when i heard the the last rap battle that came out canceled invitation it still sounded very doo-wop to me somebody who is very soft or someone who's not really a rapper trying to imitate what a hardcore rapper would be and it's very uncomfortable to hear so i'm hoping that it stops because i don't want to hear it anymore like nick cannon stop it let it go <laughs> let somebody else do it just you know if eminem don't say nothing you won put it to bed let's let's let it die i i don't know i i really don't <laughs> I, i'm so tired of it so I, i'm just hoping that it stops oh and i just i did pull this up so it looks like nick cannon's wilding out actually 
will get a 90 episode renewal through season 16 as MTV extends their rating streak growth. And this is deadline.com is where this information is coming from. So, I mean, I guess ratings wise, I guess he's, he's okay. Um, I guess he's okay because this this was this came out ahead of the 13th season so I guess they're in their 14th season or going into their 14th season uh now so he has two more years and they you know they say that right now on even reading this article this is something kind of off the beaten path but it looks like MTV is actually has a ratings upswing um so the cable network is pacing for its record seventh consecutive quarter of growth in adults 18 to 34 and adults 18 to 49 after launching five of the top 10 rated new unscripted cable series of 2018 one in cycle while and out contributed to 10 percent of mtv schedule as well as 10 percent of the total net ratings which is that's amazing so the most full recent full season of wild and out they said uh in the summer of 2018 was number one cable series was the number one cable series on friday nights with men 20 12 to 24 and men 18 to 24 in addition to linear success while while in no outs has strong shown strong growth in the digital arena specifically on youtube so while and out is the number one hip-hop entertainment channel on YouTube with 4.2 million subscribers, more than 2.3 billion minutes. Wow. Uh, viewed in over 92 million views in February, according to MTV. So while I was Instagram account has grown. So I, I don't know. I, to me, it's, it's gotta be these shoes then. If it's not the ratings situation, it's gotta be the shoes. It's got to be the shoes. And if you want to read more about that, that is on Deadline.com. And that was written in March. So either he wants to continue to have big ratings. And maybe one of the ways to have big ratings is to have big problems, big beefs, big diss. You know, people want to tune in every week to see if, what, if Nick Cannon is going to say anything or who's going to be on the show. And so maybe that will continue the growth of the show. I, I don't know, but I'm just tired of hearing of it and I hope that it goes away. But anyway, so this has been another episode of Millennials Anonymous podcast. If you want to be on the podcast, please reach out to me at Lisa at LisaAtLeaseWinnie.com. We will have a new episode coming up on the 20, whatever that Monday is. So you will get another episode of Millennials before the year is up. And we will do a little special episode, even though we are pre-recorded. But we'll do a little special episode for you guys for if if it does, in fact, fall near the, I guess, New Year's Eve. So we'll do a whole little shebang for you and make it fun and make it cute and everything. And I might even, maybe I'll have Sean, uh, I call it her Sharon, Sean on that show so that she can talk about the concert and maybe we can get some banter going and stuff like that. Maybe that's when I'll drop it and not a bonus episode. I'll just put it in a regular episode so everyone that listens to WPIR 98.4 FM can also hear whether or not they should spend their coins on this concert or not. So I'll do that for you guys. There you go. And I appreciate you guys for listening. We are certainly growing. You can, again, check out Millennials Anonymous on all of the major platforms. iHeartRadio, Radio.com, Spotify, Spreaker. We're pretty much everywhere. So you just got to find us and like and subscribe. 
and you can listen to bonus episodes and full episodes as well so we appreciate you so come back to us when you are free we will also air on wpir 98.4 each and every monday at 5 p.m eastern standard thank you have a great day or week rather bye